Welcome to Living Light Radio with your host, Ranbir Poir. That's me, where we'll give you a dose of inspiration, application, and adaptation every single week so you can embrace the light of your life and live the life of your dreams. I hope you'll join us every Friday. Based on the number of questions I received about last week's post, I'm going to postpone our conversation on happiness for a week, just because I'm assuming that there's so many other people that might have had unresolved questions about last week's post. So this week, the focus is on clarifying and elaborating last week's post, which was called a prelude to happiness. As you know, if you've been following along over the last three weeks, I suggested that you reflect on your daily habitual thoughts and then go back and filter them through the following three gates or filters. Number one, when you're having the thought, you ask yourself, is it true? Gate number two, is it necessary? And gate number three, is it kind? So instead of trying to catch your thoughts, you're actually just reflecting on them. And here's the basic routine. If you, number one, if you have a thought about yourself that causes you to feel a negative emotion, this emotion is likely to be habitual. So at first you may even have a hard time noticing it, but after you realize you've had the negative emotion about yourself, you put into place step number two, which is you consciously acknowledge that that particular thought is not good for you. It's absolutely necessary for you to stand up to it and fight back. I mean, put your dukes up. And I've always joked to people that I talk to myself. I, in fact, will bully the bully inside my head, which is my inner critic. I challenge it. I question it. But quite frankly, that took practice. I really used to let my inner critic drive the bus and it took me in the wrong direction so many flipping times. And number three. When you've got that part, number one and two, sort of sorted out, then you figure out what the problem is with it by passing it through the three gates. So, you know, when you when you're finished processing it through the first two steps, you go and ask yourself, is it true? Is it necessary? And then is it kind? And if the dialogue you have with yourself doesn't meet these three criteria, then you need to revise it without questioning it. Super important because you may find yourself saying, yeah, it's true. I'm a failure, but it's really not true. In fact, it's just an excuse to stay in the same mind rut that you've been accustomed to. And trust me, I've been there. I used to do the same thing. God, it felt like it was good for me to tell myself I had failed. It was somehow justifying, you know, my existence even. But if everyone in the world stopped there, when like stopped and said, yeah, I failed, I'm a failure, then quite realistically, you can say that we wouldn't have the incredible inventions, the the beautiful writing, the art, the great thinkers and the athletes that we're inspired by or entertained by or the technology we use every day. If everyone stopped and said that it was, you know, yeah, it's true, I'm a failure, we wouldn't have any progress in the world. So you need to resolve to shake it off. It's the only way to win. You want to win at the game of building your mind, body, and spirit, right? Self-pity. Self-pity is guaranteed 
guaranteed to take you further from success. And that's all that is. We'll go back and look at the example from last week, which um, where you told yourself that you're a failure and that you're not good enough. This one was the one that I wanted to expand on this week. So it falls into gates one and three. Both It's both a lie and it's not kind when you tell yourself you're a failure and that you're not good enough. It's obvious that beating yourself up is unkind. But why is it also a lie? As I said last week, at Spirituality for Reality, we say failure comes in two general forms. Number one, the first type of failure is to... It's not anything of the sort. It's all goals that you take. So all goals that you take on have an iterative approach to achieving them. So when you're pursuing a goal, you have to make some mistakes to identify what you need to change when you make your next move. These mistakes or small failures, if you will, simultaneously illuminate your path by revealing what doesn't work while also deepening your understanding of the topic that you're dealing with. So it's super important to, to, to pay attention to that. And the second form of failure is when a mistake takes you to a dead end. So the solution to dealing with the first type of failure is this. You must hammer home the idea, really a belief, that the goal setting system is a course corrective process. Trust the process. Trust this process. It's there for a reason. And then number two, when you mistake takes you to a dead end is a world killer. When you hit a dead end, do you tend to think I just wasted my time or I'm incompetent or something like that? This mindset is so harmful to humans. It's one of those core reasons why we started this work. And I'd like to clarify what I mean by dead end. Dead end is not a situation in which you lose your will to follow through. That situation is about developing persistence and resilience. A dead end, in contrast, is a situation where you eventually come to realize that something is not good for you and is leading you down the wrong path. A typical goal that leads to a dead end is an ego-driven goal. You know, that one, like I said last week, a goal based on the thought, I want blank and people will be impressed if I get that blank. That would be the goal that is fully dependent on the perception of others. In other words, and you've heard me say this before, you're measuring yourself with sticks that belong to others. This is a goal that ignores your own real desires and your own real desires are the ones, they're the ones that your spirit considers central to your reason for being here. Your reason is different than my reason. It's obviously not uncommon. Humans are equipped with an ego for a very good reason, but sometimes we spin out of control when we let the ego take the wheel. Ego-driven goals will eventually lead to a dead end. But here's where it gets deep. It's not something you should regret. That's deep, isn't it? This is not something you should regret. 
why shouldn't you regret it? Well, because this process is your spiritual growth. I know it's hard to see at times, but your day-to-day feelings about life will be transformed when you learn to embrace the true meaning of what a mistake or failure is. It's transformative. It is either a signpost that helps you determine your next move when chasing a goal, or it's a wake-up call, a dead end that tells you you're not being true to yourself. I'm going to repeat that what a failure or mistake is. It's either a signpost that helps you determine your next move when chasing your goal, or it's a wake-up call, a dead end, that tells you you're not being true to yourself. So you got to wake up. What I've just said requires you to believe that the progression of your spirit is your raison d'etre, your reason for being. So I'm going to leave you with my tip. My tip for you is to work from the end back. Imagine how you will reflect back on your life when you're near the end of it. Is the goal you're chasing now or the one you feel defeated by now going to be something you feel is impactful on your spirit? Sit with that for a moment. Is it something you will reflect on when you are close to your final breaths? If not, then you need to ask yourself if you are living the width and the length of your life's experience. Or are you simply trying to sprint to the finish line? Remember, you need to dream bigger. Your soul craves more because it knows that you are so much bigger than this. Next week, we're going to start our series of posts on happiness. This time, I mean for real, for real. We're going to get into it. I hope you enjoyed this week's post. And like always, I hope you will subscribe to our podcast. Share this with your friends and family because sharing is caring. I will talk to you next week. Welcome to Living Light Radio with your host, Ranbir Poir. That's me, where we'll give you a dose of inspiration, application, and adaptation every single week so you can embrace the light of your life and live the life of your dreams. I hope you'll join us every Friday.